Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Eileen Gilbertson, VP of Marketing at Meetup. Eileen, it's great to see you. Great to have you on the it's show. It's great to see you. I'm great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You're quite welcome. So tell us a little bit about your background as a marketer and about Meetup. So I've been in performance marketing, uh, mainly consumer marketing. I've done a little bit of B2B here and there, but mainly uh, direct-to-consumer. I started in publishing, and I've worked for big companies, and I've worked for startups, and now I'm at Meetup, which is kind of in the middle. It has a startup feel, but it's still, it, it was founded in 20, 2002, so we are on our, June will be our 20th anniversary, so it's not quite a startup <laughs> when you're 20 years right. old, so it's it's got a nice history, which is amazing. It was actually founded by Scott Heiferman in 2002, and his his inspiration was the community after the tragedy of 9-11. He looked around, he lived in New York City at the time, and he looked around, and in New York at that time, people were talking to each other on the street, and obviously mm. a sense of community where people were coming together in New York, obviously in the United States, and even around the world to support each other. And it was that response that kind of gave him the inspiration for Meetup. He wanted to build a platform um, where people could connect to each other and connect to each other over, you know, common interests, whether it's an activity, a goal, whether it's health or fitness, or even just playing games together. So, and Meetup continues to bring people together. And we, we do it online as well as in-person. In-person was our, was our, obviously our focus for until the mm -hmm. pandemic and then we expanded to online and it's actually been a really great experience for a lot of people that's great that that's a great kind of origin story you know and i think we really need we need ways to bring people together you know people are so much at each other's throats yeah. these days <laughs> you know everything is so divided and and with COVID, people just not able or not feeling like they're able to be around each other. We need we need to get back to that desperately. I yeah, think. and I mean honestly, that's the that's the thing that people when they join a meetup group, they find they're joining it for you know they want to be a coder or they like sci-fi mm -hmm. or you know cosplay games or things like that. And then so the other things don't matter because they're just coming together yeah. for their common interest. And I think, like you said, that's the thing. Like there are things that people have in common and to focus on all the divisive stuff is really not necessary because there there's always there's always something that you have like you know you and I we love our dogs like so there's something yeah. there's something that we have in common automatically and when you walk into a meetup event you know that you're going to an event where all of these people either love their dogs or you know love Dungeons and Dragons or love yoga yeah. you know any whatever it is so you're not really caring about who they voted for or what they like or dislike. You're just thinking about like, oh, I like yoga and they like yoga. So namaste. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's all it takes usually to connect with someone, just something in common. And you don't, you don't need to automatically go to the place. Well, where do we disagree? Right. What are your views yeah. on this? It's, you don't have to go no, there. No, It's not always yeah. necessary. So, okay. Well, I know another way that you guys create community and connection is through your podcast. Yeah. It's called Keep Connected, and it's hosted by your CEO, David Siegel. Right. 
right? I hope yes, I'm getting that Siegel. right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first, why did you guys start a podcast? So um, we really started thinking about our content and this is all, you know, post pandemic, we started a meetup group called Meetup Live, which now has over 98,000 members of that meetup group. It's the largest group on meetup. And just the reaction we got to that, to all the what the programming and content we've done there. So we have everything. We started it to kind of show people during the pandemic how they can still build community and be together, even though we were apart. It was during lockdown. So um, people were moving online and just bringing their groups online and bring, so they could still be connected. And so we were, that was the main reason for that, to just share best, best, best practice, share best practices, if I could say the word practices, um, mm-hmm. and also just share success stories. The organizers mm-hmm. that were doing it right and just all the good, the tips that they had. And even some of them liked it better. They, you know, they were able to expand their audience. So we were seeing the stories and we expanded that also from so stories about organizers as well as, you know, baking demos and all kinds of different different topics. It wasn't just, we expanded it out of just kind of best practices and tips. There were real stories. Mm-hmm. So we thought we could build our brand awareness and start a podcast and tell these stories and bring these tips on, on building community as well, not just a meetup group, but also building community. And, you know, people are so, have so lonely, like loneliness and friendship. Yeah. We had a meetup live event that was called Making Friends as an Adult. It had 11,000 RSVPs. That's wow. our largest RSVP to an event on Meetup Live. And we were like, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. And last year, or 20, 2021, we're in 2022 now. Last year, friends was the most searched term on Meetup. Now, before before the pandemic, it was like hiking, uh, yoga, that type mm. of thing. And this year, this past year, it was friends. So we have we have so many different guests from bringing, that talk about friendship, happiness. One of our biggest guests, our, our biggest podcast episodes was guest called, man named David Good. He's a meetup organizer, and he started out. He went to meetup to make friends. He's an introvert. And then he ended up being a meetup organizer. So he would just went to meetup as a met to be a member. He's, I think he went to a gaming event and then he saw the power of meetup and he wanted to help other people like himself who were lonely and, you know, kind of introverted and didn't want to go out. And he, he built his own, and, and it's an introvert group. So, and he also has gaming groups and things like that, but he talked about how I think people meet and get married. <laughs> That's that, it's mm-hmm. crazy. And like, so you go for a gaming group and you meet your life partner. <laughs> so, yeah. so there, there are lots of great stories around that, which is, is, is one of the wonderful things. So the podcast, we wanted to bring these stories and that, that was, so we have experts in, in community. Like we have the CEO of Nextdoor, we have the CEO of Daybreaker, but then we have like, I, like David Good, as I mentioned, just, you know, meetup organizers who have, have used the power of meetup to bring people together. So that sounds fantastic. And you know, that says so much about just our basic human need for connection with other people. Doesn't oh, yeah. It? It's, 
it, it is amazing. I mean, and I think the past two years have just amplified that or magnified that yeah. into say like everyone, you know, people just want to be together. That's, and I think that's why people are upset that they can't be it's like that need to be together. And it's just to think that mm -hmm. if you come together, you could, you know, it, it could potentially be disastrous. So that's. Yeah. E even introverts actually do want to be yes. with other people, maybe other introverts, yeah. you know? Yeah. So now, you know, the key to success to any podcast, of course, is the planning. So what was your planning process like? How did you come up with the focus for the show, for what to call the show, how often to publish, all right. that stuff? What was that process like? So, it, and then this is what, how it happens at Meetup. We start talking about an idea gets planted and then it grows and like, okay, we're going to do it. So we decided in November that we're going to do it. And then we decided that January we should launch it. <laughs> so not okay. a lot of planning, but we, you know, we did have the experience of planning Meetup Live. So we did start an advantage. So Janine Myotin on, is the programming events manager on my team. And she plans all of the Meetup Live. So it was a natural fit for her to just continue that. And as she, you know, when she talks to people, she's always thinking Meetup Live, the podcast, where, you know, we have a blog, Community Matters, like maybe they're great for an interview for a blog. So when we're talking to authors or meetup organizers or members or experts in community, we're thinking what's the best fit for them. So we had a, we had a system in place. So we did kind of start ahead and then we came up with keep connected. We used that as a hashtag when the pandemic started, as we used that on our social media, when we did tips about meeting online and just trying to tips on how to stay connected during the pandemic. So keep connected was kind of our thing. Like let's keep connected, even though we are apart. Cause as I mentioned, we were an in-person <laughs> company, even our own, our own employees, you know, we, we use keep connected. Mm -hmm. So we looked at other titles, but we all just, that just felt like it was right. So we, we mm -hmm. went up with keep connected. And then we knew we wanted a, obviously a regular cadence. We wanted to make sure we were continually putting out episodes and not you know, not a weird kind of thing. We went with every other week. We mm -hmm. do have a small team. So while we have systems in place, it it would have been too overwhelming at that time to go every week. We we talked about every week and then we just actually celebrated a year of the, of, of the podcast. So oh, yeah, so we, we just last week published the 27th episode. So awesome. we are excited about that. And so we just stuck with every other week. And mm -hmm. it, it seemed to work. We we had mm -hmm. we we're we're not we're not expanding it to every week yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, you know, I I get that question a lot yeah. from people. Well, how often should we publish? And it it really comes down to what feels right to you, what's going to connect with your audience, right? What what you can reasonably handle, because yeah. it's really important that once you start a cadence, you stick with it. Right. And you can always ramp it up. Maybe at some point you'll do it every week, but you probably don't want to ramp it down. Right. You right. Know, and kind of pull back because that, you know, it's just harder to, to stay connected to the audience. Yeah. We thought once a month wasn't yeah. enough, but we thought every yeah. other week was good. So some, some months there's two, some months there's three, depending on how mm -hmm. it falls. And then as far as the planning, Janine does the research and mm -hmm. puts together a document for David to review. And 
and he comes up with the questions. So there, and he doesn't, and we share the questions with the, with the, the guests and then mm -hmm. it's a conversation. It's not, you know, it's yeah. never a scripted thing. It's just so everyone has an idea of like where, you know, what the questions are going to be just to make it yeah. more conversational. It's, it seems to be more appealing to people. Yeah, no, I think that's a smart strategy. I think the, the more you have things kind of set in place before the interview, then the better the interview yeah. goes, the more conversational it is, when at least the, the guest has some idea of what to expect. Right. So they can at least think about it. And then things can kind of just flow naturally once you hit record. Yeah, we do do rapid fire questions at the end, which are never rapid fire. Mm -hmm. We call them the not so <laughs> rapid fire questions, because David will start talking about <laughs> the answer we're like you're just supposed mm -hmm. to take the answer and go on he's like but it's really interesting so <laughs> so how do you how do you find guests for the podcast so it's i mean we find them through meetup through and okay. meet up live so either organizers we're always working with organizers and we're reaching out for our own marketing so for testimonials and mm -hmm. things like that and we like i said we have a blog so we're always looking for good examples of success stories. So sometimes we'll send out an email to organizers and it'll be a question. Like we had my meetup moment, like what, what, what was your moment at meetup? So they'll send us back notes about, you know, what about what, what happened to them on meetup and how meetup. And then also we have authors. So we have relationship with publishers now because of, mm -hmm. and it started with meetup live because we would have authors on. And obviously they're all authors of community and things. we had Steven Petro, who is from the, he, he writes for the Washington Post, but he wrote a book about, I think it's stupid things I won't do when I get old. <laughs> and it's just about, you know, aging and life and, and just being happy with yourself. And in and, and, and it, he does talk about community because you're like the family you're born with and the family you choose and just like the people mm -hmm. that you meet along the way in life. And also part of his one of the things he talks about in the book is to, as you get old, like, don't just have old friends. <laughs> like you need to have, you need to maintain relationships with people of all ages to, you know, kind of keep your mind open and learning new things. So just things like that. And, and thing, and people come to us now because, and Meetup Live is a big draw because of our audience of close to a hundred thousand, because now, especially mm -hmm. book publishers, they used to do before the pandemic, they would do book signings and would go around and have like small um, events, but they can't have that. So they're right, happy to yeah. come on and share you know, what their what their book's about and talk to our audience. So they, they mm -hmm. come on on the podcast and on Meetup Live, which is amazing. Great. Okay. So you said you're, you're you've been doing the podcast for yeah. a year now, <laughs> which is which is awesome. You know, it's. I always say it's easy to start a podcast. The bar to entry is really low, but it's hard, much harder to keep it yeah. going at a high level, right? That's why so many podcasts you might find they stopped publishing a year ago. They published, you know, 20 episodes right. and then abandoned them. So congratulations on that. And looking back over the year, what have you learned about producing a podcast? Like what's something that you guys do now that maybe you weren't doing at first or something you were doing that you no longer do? How is that, you know, how, how has that changed? Um, I don't, I, I honestly don't think we've changed much. We kind of, hmm, we okay. brought a system together. Uh, I guess what we ha originally, one thing that, that we did learn is that, so we, 
we planned things out so we would we would record like two or three ahead of time and then but things happen like things happen mm. so like yeah. you know the best laid plans so when nomadland was uh nominated for an academy award uh that's based on a meetup group <laughs> believe it or not so we're like hello we need to get these people on and like I said, Janine is a magician and she worked all of her contacts and we got two of the, the stars, they're not, the, uh, not the stars, <laughs> they put uh, two of the people that were in, in the movie that were actual nomads. So, and the founder mm -hmm. of the meetup group on our podcast. And so of course we had to rearrange everything. So I don't think we thought that would ever happen. Like we didn't really think about that there would be these opportunities that, you know, certainly the Academy Awards, we didn't think we'd have anything associated with that. So it's, it's, so then we had to rearrange everything. So we have to be nimble and not like our schedule couldn't be like set in stone. So we had to be, we had to move some things that we had and we had to quickly turn around the episode. We had, I think a week to do mm -hmm. that, which normally yeah. we have at least, you know, two weeks to do it, but we, mm -hmm. we, so that was one thing that was unexpected that happened that we had mm -hmm. to adjust to. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's of course you do want to plan ahead, yeah. right? You don't want, you don't always want to be scrambling. Like we have to publish in three days. <laughs> what are we doing? But like you say, it's good to be nimble. Yeah. And if something comes up to be able to have a, a process in place, you can quickly pull things yeah. together. And so by the way, do you mean that that movie was based on, a, a meetup group or like a, about a discussions that were happening? So it, in a yeah, there group? is a meetup group. And of course, I can't think of the name on the top of my head, but that was about, you know, van life, the nomad life. Oh, and okay. they're still an active group. And oh, so wow. the, of course, I, I didn't think I was going to talk about this. So I can't think it's his first name's Bob. He, he was, he, he was the founder of it and he's in the movie. Oh, yeah. wow. And I, think the current wow, that's really the current cool. organizer of the group was in it she was in it as well and they talked to wow. us from like a storage unit somewhere on like they were on the road they, mm -hmm. they're literally legit wow <laughs> yeah that's really yeah. cool wow okay <laughs> so so how is the podcast going like how do you how do you measure you know how well it's doing so we we're doing this for brand awareness so our biggest mm -hmm. like we look at month over month growth so last month we saw a 25% growth, which was a big month. So that that is one of the, the factors. Obviously, we look at downloads for each episode. Yeah. We want to see if they're, you know, if they're, all of a sudden they're all going down, that's not good. And, you know, not everyone is as popular. Right. Obviously, one of the things that gets downloads and listens for your podcast is who your guest is and what their following is. So yeah. you need, and you need them to agree to, promote it on their social media or in their newsletter or whatever vehicles they have to help you promote it. So, and we also have, we promote it through meetup. We send out push notifications whenever a new podcast comes out, but so we're looking for that growth and the sustained, you know, the, what the downloads per episode are. And then we look at our demographics. One of the, one of the reasons we wanted to do this is, you know, we want, we want to continue to bring in younger, new blood, obviously meet us been around for 20 years. And we want to make sure the next generation knows of the benefits mm -hmm. of, you know, participating in meetup groups. 
And so we look to see like what our demographic is, if it's what where we're skewing. And right now we're 40% under 34. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a good, a good, a good portion mm -hmm. that's under 34. We like that. So we hope we're getting out to a new audience as well. But, and then the other thing is that mm -hmm. the people are coming to us for, to be guests. So then, yeah, you know, right. someone, someone's right. hearing it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I, obviously it's when you look, it's good to see the listener numbers are trending in right. the right direction. You know, I often tell people, especially early on when you're just starting out, don't get too hung up on the numbers yeah. because, you know, podcast statistics are there. There's an art and a science to it. And if you get too hung up on the numbers, you, you can get easily discouraged, right? You know, we thought we'd be over here, but it's, we're not getting enough. And what are we doing wrong? We have to change everything. I think it's a long-term play, right? right. Like, like, like most things, you have to do it consistently and establish your voice and kind of the brand of the podcast and, and promote it consistently. Right. And I think if you do that over time and you're, and you're constantly trying to improve how you connect with the audience you're trying to connect to, then you will grow your numbers. But it, it's, I personally, I think it's a mistake to get too focused on the, on the numbers, you know, every day, how are, how oh, yeah. are we doing? Are we hitting every benchmark? We, I mean, when a new, when a new episode comes out, we cer certainly look at the first few days because that's a big indicator, but especially yeah. in the beginning, we were just, you know, putting, putting them out. I mean, our, third episode was the one that I mentioned David good and that mm -hmm. one went flew up like we didn't we didn't reach that number for a couple episodes after we were like whoa everyone loves us right, but it was yeah. honestly his connections and the topic mm -hmm. so but you can't do the same topic every time so you have to find other interesting things to talk about too <laughs> right right absolutely okay so so to shift gears a little bit just a couple questions at the end What's a marketing trend or channel or idea that you think is a little bit overrated? Okay, this product isn't going to be popular. And I have to put in the caveat that obviously I look at things through the lens of an acquisition marketing team. So sure. I'm looking at performance-based CPA. So my, I think overrated is TikTok and trying to monetize mm. TikTok. Um, especially in its current form, it, it we we are looking into it because it's huge. So we would be yeah. silly not to, but probably more of a brand awareness play. We're mm -hmm. on Snapchat, but we fully use that for brand awareness only. Uh, we don't use that in, as an acquisition uh, channel. So, but I think I think people want to use it as. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I don't yeah. I don't know anybody that that's making it work. And if I'm wrong, and if someone is, please let me know because I, we would love to follow that lead. So yeah, that I think, I just think it's, it's, it, it's great. And I know, you know, people have built businesses off it. Mm -hmm. So we had a guest on, on meetup, keep connected that she made a whole business out of a TikTok incident. So good for her. <laughs> it was yeah. impressive. So, but I don't know that regular businesses are going to be able to drive sales or subscriptions through it. So. Right. Okay. Time will yeah. tell, but okay. So, and, and related question, what's a marketing trend you think is a little bit underrated? So I think affiliate marketing is underrated. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because it doesn't have like the cachet. It's not as glamorous 
as, as some of the other channels. It's, you know, and again, I look from an acquisition lens. So it's tried and true, you know, you can set the CPA, you know, that you know what you're going to make on every sale you make through that because you're paying what you say you're going to pay. And you can, you can target specific publishers, you can target content. So if you're doing, you know, you can make sure you're, you're getting out into content and it doesn't cost you. And you're so, you know, the other thing is with affiliate, you get clicks to your site. So you're getting traffic Mm -hmm. and you're only paying for it if they actually take the action or make the purchase that you're, you're paying a bounty on. So I, I feel like, and I, when I came to uh, meetup, they did not have affiliate marketing and I was actually Mm -hmm. consulting at some place prior to this that didn't have affiliate marketing and are happy that it's now there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm, I, and I'm, I've, you know, I've never, I've never worked on the affiliate channel exclusively. So I'm not, I don't have any kind of bias towards affiliate. I didn't, I've never worked with a network, mm-hmm. but it's just something that I found is, it's just, it's very reliable. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Well, Eileen, thanks for that and for all of your great insights. You. Great discussion. Really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for your Thank time. Thank you. I had a great time. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.